Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church here at our home away from home at Reaching African Unreached in Northern Uganda in Moyo District. We are teaching pastors, training, and uh, looking forward to coming home. This is actually our last, when I'm recording this, is our last uh, full day here on the campus and then tomorrow, from when I'm recording this, we're going to be going to um, the Yumbi district to do evangelistic outreach. Uh, by the time this is released, we will be on our way to begin our journey home. So let's pray and ask the Lord's help with Proverbs 20 this morning. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your love for us. Your love is perfect. Your love is immeasurably great and rich toward us who believe in Jesus Christ. We thank you that he is the embodiment of wisdom and that in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Father, by the Spirit of Christ, by your Holy Spirit, lead us into the truth and help us to walk in it through Proverbs 20 today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Proverbs chapter 20. Wine is a mocker, strong drink a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. The terror of a king is like the growling of a lion, Whoever provokes him to anger forfeits his life. It is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but every fool will be quarreling. The sluggard does not plow in the autumn. He will seek at harvest and have nothing. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man, who can find? The righteous man who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. A king who sits on the throne of judgment winnows all evil with his eyes. Who can say, I have made my heart pure, I am clean from my sin? Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Even a child makes himself known by his acts by whether his conduct is pure and right. The, he the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will have plenty of bread. Bad, bad, says the buyer, but when he goes away, then he boasts. There is gold and abundance of costly stones, but... The lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Take a man's garment when he has put up security for a stranger and hold it in pledge when he puts up security for foreigners. Bread gained by deceit is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth will be full of gravel. Plans are established by counsel, by wise guidance wage war. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, therefore do not associate with a simple babbler. If one curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in utter darkness. An inheritance gained hastily in the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will deliver you. Unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false scales are not good. A man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? 
It is a snare to say rashly, it is holy, and to reflect only after making vows. A wise king winnows the wicked and drives the wheel over them. The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. Steadfast love and faithfulness preserve the king, and by steadfast love his throne is upheld. The glory of young men is their strength, but the glory of old men is their gray hair. Blows that wound cleanse away evil, strokes that make clean the innermost parts. That is Proverbs chapter 20. Again, we're in the sort of Proverbs proper section here where we're dealing with sort of actual Proverbs where we think of their short, usually two-line sayings of the wise, the collected sayings of the wise. Solomon was the the primary collector of these. Uh, He he probably wrote most of them. We, We refer to them as the Proverbs of Solomon, but it is possible that many of them were Proverbs that he had collected from elsewhere. Uh, it's been a long-standing part of uh, Middle Eastern and Asian cultures to, to love and value Proverbs. And, and these are truths. This is the Word of God, and so these Proverbs are true, but they're still Proverbs, which means uh, they don't provide us with doctrine of sort of absolute clarity like you would get in, say, Romans or Ephesians or Colossians or even in the sermons of Jesus. They give us truths about life about living life in this world. Now, many of them, because they're the word of God, they do touch on Christ and they do hint of the redemption that is in Christ. Um, But many of them are are principles to apply for wise living. Wisdom in the Bible is skillful fingers is one way to translate the word for wisdom, but it really is an application of knowledge and understanding to life in a way that lives in accordance with godly principles. And whenever you're applying truth and uh, wisdom, whenever you're applying knowledge and understanding to life and getting wisdom, you always have to consider the circumstance. You always have to uh, exercise wisdom with wisdom, as it were. Okay. Wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler. Whoever is led astray by it is not wise. God wants us to be sober-minded. It's one of the qualifications for officers in the New Testament. It's one of the things that we're called to do in 1 Peter, be sober-minded. And on the alert and if you give in to drink you're not sober-minded but anything else that you give into that makes you not sober-minded is also not good so you know some people can be addicted to TikTok, or some people can be addicted to their smartphones in such a way that they're not sober-minded anymore they're not thinking clearly their their thinking has actually been inebriated by you know short stimulating things that just are disconnected with each other so we need to be aware and keep a sound mind because It's how we honor the Lord. Proverbs 20 verse 2 repeats something from Proverbs 19 about uh, the anger of the king. But here it is, uh, in Proverbs 19, it was speaking of, of the favor of the king. And here it's talking about the anger of a king. So here again, Proverbs isn't telling us that the terror of a king is always a righteous thing and that you always, you know, the king is always right. It's just giving us practical advice that if you make the king angry, your life is in danger. So be wise and don't be foolish. Don't do that, right? It's an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but every fool will be quarreling. Those two really go together because 
The kind of person who's always picking a fight, who's always looking for a fight, is the kind of person who's going to provoke the terror of a king and ultimately put his life in danger. Now, we don't have kings in America, but it's the same principle that if you go around always being quarrelsome, always wanting to pick a fight, not being a peacemaker, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And the Apostle Paul tells us, as much as it is possible, live at peace with everyone. We don't need to be picking fights. It is dangerous and foolish, both, both dangerous and foolish. The sluggard. We hear a lot about the sluggard in Proverbs. Laziness. Uh, there's a couple here um, in this chapter, one about being a sluggard and one about loving sleep. Uh, if you're lazy, you know, some people think if they have enough faith, if they just trust God, then God will provide. Well, God provides through our work, through our hands. And if we really trust God, we will obey God. And God calls us to work. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Ultimately, who knows a man's heart? Well, later we get the ultimately who knows a man's heart, and that is that the Lord does. The spirit of a man is like, um, it's like a lamp that the, the Lord uses to search out his innermost parts. We're told later, I've lost my spot now. Here it is, verse 27. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all his innermost parts. So here we see, if you are wise, right, you'll search out the human heart. You'll, you'll understand how people think and how people work. That's a general. But ultimately, God is the one who truly knows the hearts of, of men. And so he's the ultimate wise one, isn't he? Um, many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find well, the Lord Jesus is the answer to that question, isn't it? The Lord Jesus is the faithful one. He, never, he didn't just proclaim his steadfast love, but he kept steadfast love to the end when he took our sins upon himself on the cross. A king who sits on the throne of judgment winnows all evil with his eyes. Verse 8, again, this points us to Jesus because human kings, they do the best job they can at exercising judgment and trying to get rid of all evil. But Jesus, when he comes to judge, will judge with perfect faithfulness, and he will put a final end to all evil. And in the light of that truth, verse 9 becomes very convicting. Who can say, I have made my heart pure, I am clean from my sin? The Lord Jesus is going to come, and he's going to judge, and he's going to put a final end to all evil. And we cannot say, I have made my heart pure, I am clean from my sin. So we need cleansing, don't we? Praise God that the king who's coming to judge first came to provide cleansing from our sin so that we can be clean before him when he comes to judge. He's already removed the evil from our record, from our souls, by his precious blood. And so we will be clean in his sight, but not because we've done it ourselves, but because he has done it for us. Verse 12 the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. What's the point of this? Well, the point of this is to think, don't think you're going to do anything in secret. God made the ear, right, to hear and the eye to see. Of course, he hears and sees everything. Even Christians can sometimes, not by words, we would never say so out loud, but by our actions, we sometimes think, oh, I'll just do this in secret and I'll be able to get away with it. There's no such thing when we're dealing with the Lord. The Lord sees everything, as we saw when I pointed out verse 27 later, that the spirit, your own spirit, 
right, is, is like the searchlight of the Lord to, to plumb your innermost depths. He knows, he knows the inside of you better than you do. He knows your thought life. He knows your emotions. He knows your desires better than you do. So what do we do with that? We confess it to the Lord. We confess it to the Lord to get the cleansing that only he can bring. And then we ask the Lord to make us more and more holy in our thoughts, in our loves, and in our words and our actions. Because he alone can, because he alone truly understands us, and he alone has made satisfaction for our sin. Let's look at verse 22. Do not say, I will repay evil. Wait for the Lord, and he will deliver you. When the Lord Jesus comes to make all things right, he will make all things right. If you are truly suffering unjustly for his name's sake, he will deliver you. Sometimes he'll do it in this life. Sometimes he'll remove the obstacle from the way. Sometimes he'll put the enemy or the harassment or the trouble out of the way. But if you patiently endure and you wait for him, he will make it right in the end. Verse 24 and 25, a man's steps are from the Lord. How then can man understand his way? We don't even understand our own way. In other words, none of us knows what the rest of today is going to hold for us. We don't know what tomorrow is going to hold for us. We have to trust the Lord with those things because they're completely beyond our control. What we do is we sometimes want to grab control of them and put them under. But we don't, we don't know, right? We can't understand the way that we're going to be going. So we trust the Lord, we wait on the Lord, we follow the Lord. Verse 25 says, It is a snare to say rashly it is holy and to reflect only after making vows. Uh, this is a lot of people when they're stuck in a tough spot and they're wanting God to deliver them will make some outlandish promise of you know, what they're going to do for God or what they're going to give to God. And then when they're in the clear, they think, well, that was kind of dumb for me to promise that. Just call upon the Lord, trust him to act, out of his steadfast love, plead for him for mercy, for your sin and grace to help you in your time of need. And don't, don't go making rash and hasty vows because if you don't keep that vow, God takes that very seriously. In our culture, we don't take vow making very seriously at all. The divorce rate shows you that, right? We make vows and we walk away from them at the drop of a hat because we're upset about something. God takes our vows very seriously and we need to make sure that we don't make them unless we're fully, fully, fully committed to keeping them. Verse 28, steadfast love and faithfulness preserve the king, and by steadfast love his throne is upheld. This is true of any righteous king, but it's most true of the righteous king, the Lord Jesus Christ. He sits on an eternal throne as king of kings and lord of lords, upheld by the steadfast love of the Lord with absolute faithfulness in his kingship. Another reason why we can and must trust in him and not in ourselves. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for such a king, a king of righteousness, a king of peace, the king of kings and lord of lords, the one who searches out our hearts and knows us, the one who orders our way, the one who will repay and deliver us from evil, the one who will, who will keep the things that we've committed to his care. We thank you that our sins are forgiven. We thank you that our place with you is secure. Help us to walk in wisdom with discernment, and with trust in you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Proverbs 20. Tomorrow, we are going to be going back to the book of Isaiah.
picking up with Isaiah 51 and 52 as we inch ever closer to that glorious central chapter of the second part of Isaiah, Isaiah 53. I hope you do have a blessed day in the Lord.